you may think it's strange as a topic to, to look at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, but actually it's a thing that becomes so familiar that sometimes needs renewing and revisiting for each one of us. Because the Greek word mathetes actually means a learner, and so disciples are people who constantly learn from Jesus Christ. To be a disciple starts with the cross. The work of Jesus is described on the cross in different ways, and one of the ways is the atonement, the at-one-ment. And the amazing thing about that is that God, holy, pure, absolute, eternal reality, has made himself at one with broken, sinful, distorted humanity. And the way that that was done was on the cross. As Paul in Romans said, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not, is this, not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through, through whom we now have received reconciliation. That amazing truth that actually God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, to be at one with him. That's really powerful. And you know it probably as well as I do, that actually we need to opt into this offer from God. And that's where our discipleship starts. That time when we came before God, knelt at the cross and said, I believe in you, I will follow you, Lord Jesus. I want to learn from you. That is discipleship. And what God is doing in St James's church at the moment is stirring up discipleship, drawing us back to himself. There's a, a lovely verse in Joel which says, Even now return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. And in a sense, that's what God is saying to St James's church, to return to him as true disciples of Jesus Christ. What does that mean, though? What does it mean to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ? I'd like to quote T.S. Eliot um, in a poem in Little Gidding, um, and these particular lines. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started, and to know the place for the first time. I love that verse, because it's as if we're going back to where we started, and saying, that's it, I know it, as if it was the first time. And I think that's what the disciples kept on doing with Jesus. They'll have heard the teaching, it became familiar, and then later on they'll have said, that was it, that's what he meant when we were confused. As if they knew it, and they recognised the place for the first time. And when I talk about discipleship, it's as if I want us to go back and discover what it means to be disciples of Jesus, as if for the first time. In preparing for this, I rediscovered what it meant to be a disciple. Let me take you on a journey that I made. In Jesus' time, there were rabbis, and there were people who wanted to be rabbis, disciples. But that's not where it started. It started way, way back. It started at school, where most Jewish children, aged five, went to school. Now, get this. They didn't have a nice soft entry. They had 
the first five books of the Bible to learn by rote, by heart. We may think of learning the odd verse or two. They had Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. All those five books were called the Torah, which actually means the way. And they had about five years at school to learn those five books by heart, word perfect, in Hebrew, and to understand them. And when they were about 10, our 11 plus age, just before, they were given a test to see whether they knew them or not. Now most people failed that test, they weren't good enough. And then the boys went off to become apprentices, apprentice fishermen or um, woodworkers or builders or whatever. And the girls of course went to live with their mums in homes and to learn all the housework and those sorts of, of crafts and tasks that they had to do. But the best of the best at ten, those who knew, knew those five books by heart, then went on to the next stage. And they were then given the rest of the Old Testament, from a Genesis to Malachi, to learn by heart. Wow! Those first five books were just the start. They had to then learn all the rest of them by heart and know them. That is enormous. And then, when they were 15, the best of the best of the best passed that exam. Most were rejected, they couldn't do it. But just a few not only had learnt the Old Testament by heart, but they proved that actually they had the mindset to go on and be a disciple. They had the mindset that would inquire and search and learn of God and to be shaped by the rabbi. And so those, best of the best of the best, then were discipled to a particular rabbi. And they then left home, left their community, and went to live with the rabbi. So that they would learn how the rabbi thought, how the rabbi reacted, what the rabbi would do. And it wasn't just a year or two, it was 15 more years when they started with the rabbi being apprentice, being discipled by the rabbi, they were 15. They spent another 15 years with the rabbi. So that during that time, they got under the skin of the rabbi and the rabbi could teach and show and let them imbibe all that the rabbi knew. And there's two sayings. One is the disciple takes on the yoke of the rabbi. And yokes were easy and fitted perfectly. And during that time the disciple actually wore the yoke of the rabbi and was able to actually present the teaching of the Old Testament in the way, in the, the mode, the model of the rabbi. That's a little freebie and aside, and that's why Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy, my burden light.
Because Jesus as the rabbi was saying, actually, my way of understanding the Old Testament and the Torah is easy and fits well with you. Really powerful. But the other saying, and this was for the disciples, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Because you're living with your rabbi so much that all the dust and the dirt that attracted or attached to the rabbi would be attached to the disciple. So at the end of that 15-year period, when the disciple has had five years just starting to grow up, five years learning the Torah, five years learning the rest of the Old Testament up to Malachi, 15 years living with the disciple, then, and only then, if they were good enough and the rabbi said, you've made it, the rabbi's disciple could actually say, I am becoming a rabbi too, and start teaching. And that's the stage that Jesus got to in his preparation time. But actually, he wasn't learning from another rabbi. He was learning in that time as a, a, a craftsman, a woodworker. He was actually also learning from the great rabbi, Yahweh himself, his father. And that really is impressive and powerful, isn't it? So at the age of 30, when Jesus starts his ministry with the baptism and starts his ministry as rabbi, he spent those 15 years actually with Yahweh, Almighty God. And then it's time for this new rabbi, Jesus, to draw his disciples around him. And instead of going to the passing up parade of the local schools and saying, who's learnt all the Old Testament? And this excites me tremendously. He goes to the rejects, those people who failed when they were age 10, for whatever reason, and have been passed off as craftsmen, as apprentices. And he goes to them and says, ha, ah, you're the very people I want to be my disciples. The rejects, the failures. Just understand the trust and the faith he had in those rejects. In people actually very like you and me. The rejects Jesus chose to be his disciples. And it gets more. It gets more empower, powerful and amazing. Because what Jesus did was he entrusted to his disciples the kingdom of heaven and the responsibility of proclaiming it. In just three years, not the 15 years that normal disciples would be with the rabbi, just three years, Jesus then effectively said to his disciples, I'm commissioning you with the kingdom of God to proclaim it and to live it. And that came at the very moment when his disciples rejected him and failed him and denied him. Such was the commitment and the belief of Jesus in his disciples. That's what he did with them. And I started off this talk by saying, actually, we need to be renewed as disciples. We need to be renewed in what it means to know our rabbi and to follow him 
and to proclaim the kingdom of God that he has entrusted to us. We need restoring and we need renewing as his disciples. My question is simple. Do you want to become a disciple of Jesus Christ now? Not were you when you turned to him, not will you be at some stage in the future. Will you, St James, return to Christ and be a disciple of Jesus Christ now? Because that's on my heart for this church. And that's what I'm going to attempt to do, please God, in the next three talks. And we're going to explore what it means to have our minds transformed by the Holy Spirit. We're going to explore what it means to listen to Jesus as if for the first time. We're going to explore what it means to delight in Jesus and to know quite amazingly that he delights in us. That's what lies ahead. And my prayer for myself and each one of us is very simple. May we be covered with the dust of Jesus. Amen.